Today on Current Events from a Christian Perspective, a tale of two adoptions. A thruple, yes, that is three dudes that are gay, that are, quote, married, who want to adopt a baby, well, because they can't make one. And then versus a Christian widow who was denied adoption because she would not commit to possibly someday, sometime in the future, help the child use their preferred pronouns. Also, we look at some good news across the country and we read some Romans, which I think will be great. I'm Matt Odegaard and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public again. I am Matt Odegaard, your host as always, and thank you for joining me today. Audio listener, love ya. If you want to see any of the pictures, videos, other things today, um, feel free to go to YouTube. It'll probably be there. It may be somewhere else if YouTube doesn't love me today. We'll see what happens. Otherwise, you can always go to churchpublic.com for all of the video and audio interesting podcast things there. If you want to check out some of the other ones, what number are we on here? We're at, this is 315. So there are quite a few that you've missed, but uh, maybe you haven't missed them. Maybe you've listened to every single one of the 315. That's probably not, I don't know if anyone has listened to that many, but they're out there and they may be interesting to you at any point. So the point here is I want to help you live out your faith. I want to help you learn how to walk out of your front door, and understand the Bible better. So we'll look at some Bible. As I mentioned, we're going to look at some Romans. I, I like Romans. It's one of my favorites right now. I'm kind of going back through it again and again and just really enjoying it. And so you have the Bible in one hand. And then what does it look like to live in this culture? Be in this world, but not like this world. As Jesus says, in the world, but not of the world. And that's not a escape. That's not an escape where we just disappear and become a monk and don't interact with any of the culture because that's not realistic for almost everybody. Instead, we have to get into this world and figure out, well, what are you going to do in this world when you come into contact with some of these wacky cultural things that are going on? So that's what I want to help you with. And today we're going to do that through looking at current events from a cultural perspective. I said that backwards again, current events from a Christian perspective, not the cultural perspective. I mean, we may look at the cultural perspective, but then we'll go, oh, yeah, I don't love that. Let's go back to the Christian perspective. Anywho, what we're looking at today is a bunch of different things. We're going to get to that adoption story. But before we get there, I just wanted to give this update because I love this. We we, um, you know, uh, we talked a lot about the covenant story and the terrible, terrible uh, shootings that occurred there. But this occurred a couple of weeks ago. I just didn't get a chance to say it and show it. But I think it's worth even now, a couple of weeks after this has happened, um, expressing gratitude and joy and thanksgiving for God's provision even uh, a couple weeks after this. So this event is the first church worship experience at this covenant church after that horrible tragedy that had occurred. And I just love this. So if you're not watching and if you missed this on social media over the last couple of weeks, this is a rainbow. It actually is a double rainbow. So even more so, I just love that God provides um, and uses his beauty and his creation to show that he still cares. This was posted by Dave Barnes Music. A bunch of people got together. They were going to do uh, a whole worship experience there, and it's just incredible. I love it. I think I might even have a little video here. We'll just watch this for a second. It is 
Again, if you're just listening, nothing's really happening here. That was, I think, Matt Marr right there uh, making funny faces. But anyway, this is just a video, again, from Dave Barnes that just shows a beautiful rainbow giving God's provision. Dave said on this Instagram post, um, this is the first chapel since the fatal mass shooting in March. Quote, you can't make this stuff up. Um, I was like, God yelling from heaven, I see you. I have not forgotten you. I love that. I just love that. I love the story. I love that God is still God. And though this world is full of evil because he has allowed people to do what people do, God still is God and he is still in control and this is still his kingdom. And I just love that. Uh, I love uh, noticing that, Uh, you know, even again, back to Romans, we won't spend a ton of time on this today, but Romans expresses how he has a plan and we are to fit into his plan when we don't over the course of families, communities, generations follow after God's plan. When we don't follow after God's plan, he says he's going to let you do what you do. And that is really the shortest answer to why is there evil in the world that I can give? Because people often come and say, well, if there's God and God is good, there shouldn't be evil in the world. Yeah, if you did what God told you to do, that would be true. The problem is you, me, none of us do what God has actually told us to do. So there is evil in the world because we make the mistakes and we do the wrong things. That is the sin nature. That is the reason we need Jesus. That's why we just went through Easter. This whole thing is built up to the fact that we cannot do this on our own. And we continue to make these mistakes, which the Bible calls sin, that this culture just does not like talking about. But we're going to talk about here because it is important. It is important to understand what is right and true and On the other side of that, what is wrong, false, and even evil? And speaking of good news, uh, this is from Texas, and and I just, I love this. So this is another thing, and if you can't see this, that's fine. This is just an act that the Texas legislator has put through that says the Ten Commandments will be displayed in every school in Texas. I just love this. I mean, this historically was something that was true for generations. And then, of course, it wasn't uh, several decades ago because people got in and said, well, you can't have religion in schools because that's a violation of church and state, which it isn't. But that's a long story for another day. At any rate, I love this. Um, uh, I'll read a little bit of this to you. Let's see. Here is a story. Um, Texas Senate passed a bill. Um, a couple of weeks ago that would allow public schools to display the Ten Commandments in every classroom prominently. It now heads to the House for consideration. Uh, So again, we'll see what happens in all of this, but um, it would put these Ten Commandments back into the classroom. Of course, the Ten Commandments were huge in the founding of America. The Judeo-Christian worldview and before that, the English common law worldview, which was also based on the Judeo-Christian worldview. So you can go back as far as you want to go and see that these Ten Commandments really are the basis of the Western worldview that we live in, which, of course, this culture does not like anymore. Um, But this uh, article says, the bill will remind students all across Texas of the importance of the fundamental foundation of America. I love that. Uh, let's see. Um, we'll skip that part here. Christian site. The dissenter said, while the 10 commandments are part of God's law and are not the gospel, the law has no power to save. Correct. That is Romans. 
but they do serve a historically and historically have served a moral compass for generations of Americans. Acknowledging God's law has helped shape our nation's character and provides a foundation for our legal system, while abandoning them has only had a detrimental effect by displaying the Ten Commandments in public schools. We point these students to the highest authority in the universe while emphasizing the importance of moral values and reminding students of the ethical principles that have made our society strong and resilient. I just absolutely love that. And that is 100% true. Our society was based on the Ten Commandments. I've said this many, many times, but the most quoted book of all, the most quoted writing of all in the founding documents is Deuteronomy. And yes, we should have them in every school in Texas, in America. A reminder, the kingdom order is how we live. And this person does point out rightly that the law does not save you. However, we don't know the law at all. So you still need to know the law. You need to understand the foundation of the law so that you know why you are doing the wrong things, what the wrong things are. And so then you understand your need for a savior. You can understand your need for Jesus. And that way we can go back to God. Will this save America? Uh, and, and is this a solution for America? I mean, not necessarily. I, th I think the real problem is actually that our families don't believe in the need to disciple their children. The mothers, the fathers, they need to train up the children in the way that they should go. And we need to strengthen marriage. We need to strengthen the family. We need to strengthen the church and then the school and then the community. And all of this is great. I love to see this. However, this is the middle of the road. We celebrate this step. It's very exciting. I hope it goes through. I'm sure we'll get all kinds of pushback and lawsuits from the liberal left. Um, but we keep going forward to pursue even more kingdom building, starting with relationships in the home. I just thought that was a great story and wanted to pass it on. All right, we get to this crazy adoption mess. So first is three men and a baby. I think that was a movie. Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. I think three men and a baby was a movie. And, and here's the I'm not even going to read this article because, frankly, I don't want to. Um, you, you can go and research this article if you want to. This is a real thing. It really is. It has happened. This, this has gone through. Um, and this is a battle of adoption. And so there is a gay thruple. So this is three guys. I'm going to show you this picture. So this is the three guys and their baby. And that's it. That's all I'm going to show you. Um, and this is there's an article on the New York Post. You can go read it. Gay Thruple hopes to be second in U.S. to officially be parents. Um, and apparently it was a big legal battle. I actually talked about the first case that had happened in California um, several months ago. Now you can go back to the podcast and, and probably find that if you want to. But this has only happened once before, I think, in the history of America because three men are attempting to become a adoptive parents of a child. Now, they also had to become married, quote unquote, which isn't actually real because three men can't get married. But this article goes all through their struggle to become married, the three of them and the intricacies of their relationship status. I don't know what to say. I'm trying to I'm trying to use my own euphemisms here because it is what it is. And probably I'll get kicked off of the socials for saying these things. But Again, marriage is a man and a woman. This is biologically true. It's spiritually true. It's biblically true. It just is what it is. When you change the definition, it does not add to it. It does not create more of it. It just destroys the very definition as it is. And we need to continue to understand that. We need to continue to say that. So there are now three men who have become the second throuple in the U.S. to officially become adoptive parents to this child. Now, this is the battle of two adoptions. So the second is a widow 
who was told she cannot adopt because functionally she is a Christian. I am going to read you a little bit of this story. Uh, This is out of the Salem, Washington reporter, the Salem reporter, Washington State, Jessica Bates, the widowed Vale mother, mother of five, moved last year to adopt two more children. She filed the necessary state paperwork. She require. I'm sorry, excuse me. She prepared the required home inspection and she completed the state mandated training. But what she heard in the training now emerging into a test of religious freedom in the face of state laws and rules, a fresh battleground over gender identity. Yes, this is all about gender identity. Bates wrote about learning that an adoptive parent in the state of Washington must, quote, respect, accept, and support children whose preferred pronouns and identity don't match their biological sex. She continued that because of her religious beliefs, She said to the adoption agency, I need to let you know I cannot support this behavior in a child. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to pause here and sum up this lady who is a widow, lost her husband in a tragic accident, accident, actually, who is a mother and wanted to adopt more children. I'm actually going to read you more about that story in a moment. Um, Was told by the state, if you adopt children in the state, you have to in the possibility sometime in their future when they say, hey, I want to have a different identity and I want to use pronouns, you have to approve those. You have to in order to adopt in this state. And she said, I'm not going to do that because I'm a Christian and that's lying. Um, And they said the state subsequently told Bates her posture conflicted with state rule and disapproved the adoption. So on the one hand, we have a throuple, three guys who redefined the whole ideal of marriage and adopted a child, which they could not bear because that's impossible. An actual mother who has actual kids wants to adopt more children and help them and pour love into them. And she is told no because possibly sometime in the future, she does not want to approve their LGBTQAIP hashtag plus plus squiggly face emoji dollar sign lifestyle. And the state said, I'm sorry, that is inappropriate. And you are evil. I may have added that last part, But functionally, that's what she was told. This throuple is said, you are the height of civilization. We love you. We welcome you. Take whatever babies you want. This Christian widow is told, I'm sorry, no, you are the face of evil in this nation and you may not adopt children. Um, Do I want to read part of the story? I guess I'll read a little bit of it. Bates was seriously injured and lost her husband, David, in 2017 when an Idaho man crashed into them outside of Ontario while he was fleeing police. Again, tragedy. Since then, Bates has raised her children, now 10 and 17 on her own, but I'm sorry, 10 and 17, not on her own, but with the help of the community. Uh, This complaint that she filed against the state says her faith has anchored her through the grieving process. She continues to find strength and take refuge in God. With her children, she regularly attends Vail Christian Church. Her older children participate in weekly Bible study, participate in youth groups. Her children also pray and read scripture for devotionals. Most evening, listen to this terrible statement. Her children help her to pray for clients at a pregnancy clinic where Jessica volunteers twice a month. See, this is the problem. This is what we've talked about. You can do whatever kind of abortion activism you want up until the moment of birth or perhaps longer in some states in America. But if you volunteer at a pregnancy center and pray with people and say, hey, maybe you should keep your child that you um, have in utero. No, you're a terrible person. This is what our culture is telling us. Um, I'll I'll even read this. I just I, I highlighted this part. 
Quote, Jessica desires to adopt a sibling pair who are younger than nine. She hopes that by adopting two children, each will feel less likely to be alone or isolated. I mean, that is the most wonderful and heartfelt statement that I can possibly imagine as a reason for adopting children, as opposed to, again, this other thruple who just wants to have a pretty looking Instagram family, or at least so it seems. Don't take my word for it. I was going to say go and look at their Instagram. Actually, I would not suggest doing that. But if you did, you would understand what I'm talking about. Then we have the leader of the free world, president of the United States of America, who said this, not about this situation, but about your children. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. So his statement is, and this was, um, let's see, where was this? It was at like a teacher's, um, it, it was a speech in the Rose Garden honoring the 2023 National and State Teachers of the Year. So he says, your children are not your children. Your children are all of our children. In other words, the state gets to say what happens with your children. The state wants to say exactly what happens with your children. And this is the example in Washington. This state of Washington apparently has kids that need adoption, but because they don't believe in what you believe in, you, Christian, will not be allowed to adopt those children because you might say, hey, I don't really agree with all of this ideology. I just want to raise them in the traditional and biblical values that this country, in fact, was founded upon. But uh, this is the new place that we live in, right? And this is a new religion. I know I say this a lot and you say, Matt, you're just you're just exaggerating and this isn't really what's going on. But but this is operating like a religion. You have to see it that way in order to understand it. I played you that long Tucker clip the other day. You can go back and listen to that in the church public archives. But he makes the good point that I've made over and over and over again that we're not in an arguing phase. We're not in a phase where we're debating different ideas to see which is the best idea. We're in a phase where there is a belief wholeheartedly about one thing, for instance, the Bible, tradition, all those things, and a belief wholeheartedly the other way that you can create your own world, including your gender, your ideology, and everything else, and that will get you to happiness, peace, and a world um, amazingness, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know because... The way the progressive ideology goes, there actually is no endpoint, but but utopia is this nowhere place. Anyway, those are the two things. We're not arguing about whose ideas are best. We're arguing about you are either moral or immoral, depending on which side of this you're on. So this religion of the country is based on lies. It just is based on lies. It's not based on reality. A man can't be a woman. So you have to lie and say a man can be a woman. A woman can be a man. So they have to force these lies upon you. Either you live in a society that believes men are women and women are men, and there is no difference between them, or you live in a society that knows what a man is by definition and what a woman is by definition. This is that question. What is a woman? And people on the left cannot answer this because if they answer it, they lose the whole game. In the first place, if you don't know what a man is and you don't know what a woman is, but a woman can be a man and a man can be a woman, you have to force everyone to believe that because nature doesn't support your claim. Even take scripture aside, biology doesn't support this. So you have to make people support this. 
see the story about the gay throuple that we just talked about. These three dudes that cannot be married because that's definitionally, definitionally not the definition of marriage. You can't be married. Three dudes cannot be married. It's not marriage. It's not a thing. And they physically cannot get pregnant because, again, three dudes. That's a biology class for you if you need it. So they have to have another lady have a baby and they must use the legal system to help them adopt a baby by paying a woman to have it for them, then taking said baby away from this baby's mother forever. This course needs to use the full force of the legal system to accomplish this goal. There is no other path to this. They have to use the legal system to force you to be quiet and not talk about it and for them to say, yeah, this is wonderful and beautiful and this is the way, even though none of it is functionally, biologically, naturally real. On the other side is a woman who is a Christian, and Christians, if you missed this, are called to care for the widows and the orphans, 1 Timothy 5. So this lady, who actually is a widow herself, wants to help the orphans, and she's told no, because someday, maybe, possibly, she won't use pronouns. And someday, maybe, possibly, she won't affirm an imaginary LGBTQ AAIP hashtag plus plus squiggly dollar sign lifestyle. And the president of the United States believes that your kids, even your birth kids, are not actually yours, but they belong to the state so that the state can teach them whatever immoral things the state deems proper without the interference of you pesky parents. This is the reality we're in. So with all that in mind, I thought we would spend a moment talking about Romans because I think this is helpful for us to understand adoption. And, and, and this is this is what I wanted to, to, to do. I'm, I'm going to go through a little bit of chapter eight. I'm actually going to go backwards because I think it makes more sense to this discussion backwards. Please check my work. Go and read Romans for yourself. Romans eight is phenomenal. The whole book is phenomenal, but go and read this. I'm going to go backwards because for us who don't understand God, who don't understand Hebraic thought, who don't understand Greek thought, sometimes it's hard to understand what Paul is saying and Romans is a little bit thick. So I'm going to go backwards and explain it backwards so that it makes more sense, hopefully, to us. So I'm going to start in chapter 8, verse 14. For all, that's everybody, who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So if you're in the Spirit, you're a son of God. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. In other words, when you receive the Spirit of God, you are adopted into God's kingdom, into his family as sons, as daughters. Verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The spirit inside of us is what creates part of that bond that brings us into the family of God and makes us sons and daughters of God. However, now we go to verse 12. I know we're going to go backwards, but, but there's a point here. So you get into the kingdom of God by being of God, by being uh, by acknowledging that Jesus is your savior, right? Um, we could look at Romans 3, Romans 6, Romans 5, um, but, but just take that at, at value for now and you can go back and look at those if you want to later. So we're adopted into the kingdom through the power of the spirit. And then the question is, well, what do we do with that adoption? So verse 12, Paul says, so then brothers, we have an obligation, not to the flesh, to not live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live according to the spirit and by the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. In other words, if you follow Jesus and you have this spirit in you and you're adopted into the family of God, you don't live like the world anymore. You don't live according to your fleshly desires, your selfishness, your pride, your ambition anymore. You live according to God. And that is the life. I'm going to go back even further to verse five. Listen to this. 
for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, right? If you live according to this culture, according to this world, you just think about the things of this world. But he goes on to say, those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. And we know from another passage that's very famous that Paul tells us in Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the fruit of the spirit. And by those things, we know what we are supposed to do, what we are supposed to act like, what we're supposed to look like when we follow God and when we follow the spirit. So here, here's my point here, right? This poor Christian lady is told by the state she cannot adopt people because she would wants to conform them into the values, the faith, the tradition of what she believes is true. But what we see in the Bible, in spirituality, in reality of, of these kingdom ideas, you are adopted into the character of your father. Literally, you're adopted by the spirit of God. We just read through into the character, the, the attributes of your father. This is spiritually true, and it's true of the earthly family. And this is the biggest problem. This is why these are important stories. This throuple will, will educate this child they adopted into their values, into the faith of their beliefs. That is what is going to happen. And we've seen that over and over again in other adoptions. The Christian will do the same. The question is to you, which one of those is better? And perhaps you would ask which one of those is worse. I'll just leave you with that question for today. I encourage you to go back and read Romans. I hope that you do. I hope that you continue to live out your faith in everything that you do with your heart, your soul, your mind and strength, but with all of your actions, whether they be little silly actions like mowing the lawn or doing the dishes or really important actions like teaching your kids, discipling your kids, going to church and uh, encouraging your neighbors, growing your community in the faith. I hope that you do all of those things. I hope that you do them all with great grace and truth. And I hope through all of this that you will keep the faith. We'll see you next time.